want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide. Six steps to infuse storytelling into your live videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. Have you ever thought of writing a book but aren't sure where to begin? Or maybe you're in the process and are feeling stuck. If you've ever even thought about how it could really benefit your business and amplify your message by writing a book, then today's episode is for you. My guest is Sherry Reinhardt. She's a ghostwriter and high-level editor working with coaches and wellness professionals to help them through the process of writing their books. And in this episode, you'll learn why it's important to know your ideal Shiro client, the key to writing a good book, and how to get your book out into the world. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Sherry Reinhardt, welcome to the show. Hi, Nick. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you. I'm super excited to talk with you. So I know quite a bit about you because you recently were a student in Real Stories to Sell, but my audience doesn't know you at all, at all, at all yet. So what I would like you to do is just give us a brief description of who you are, what you do, who you serve, all those fun questions. Okay, so as you all know, my name is Shari Reinhardt. I basically work with wellness professionals, spiritual people in the spiritual world, and coaches to help guide them through writing their books at any stage they're at with their books. So uh, anyone writing a book to tell a story, to heal from something, or to use as a business tool, I guide them through that process. That's exactly why I wanted to have you on the podcast, because I know... That there are a lot of listeners out there that are in some form or process of wanting to write a book, or they are in the middle of writing a book, and they need guidance and help. But let's back up first to how you got there. How did you get to helping people write their books? What was your process like? Well, it first started with a personal healing process of my own. And having gone through that, I realized that a huge component of the work that I did through processing stories in my own life was writing. I wrote my heart out all the time. I journaled as a kid. And then I journaled again as a housewife who was kind of lost in her kids and, and lost without her old career before she became a mom. And then I was validated. Well, you know, my Oprah story, which, you know, that actually really made me understand that I do have a gift. I do have something to share with people. Now, I know your Oprah story, but the audience doesn't know your Oprah story. So how the heck did you end up on the Oprah Winfrey show? Well, (laughs) I wish they could see my background because she still lives and breathes inside of me and in my office. I ended up on the Oprah Winfrey show because I journal. And she had an online journaling portal where during particularly 2001, during 9-11, I was journaling very heavily using that portal. And a question went out to all the people there, how our journal writing has changed 
post 9-11. And I submitted a page from my diary. And they picked it up and they asked me to read on the Oprah Winfrey show on a particular episode with Sarah Baum Rednock, who uh, is Simple Gratitude, the author of the book Simple Gratitude. I read from my journal on her show, Seven Women Were Chosen. And it was during a period of my life that I was really into deep questioning, what am I doing here? Is this enough? I'm a stay-at-home mom. You know, we all go through that, like, is this all there is? And I, I took the fact that they chose me as a sign that I should return to my first love, which was always, always about writing. So I built a career from that moment on. I love it. That's the, that was, you know, in Oprah speak, speaking of Oprah, that was like the aha moment, right? The epiphany moment for you of this is what I'm meant to do, at least now. I I feel like it shifts and changes as we mature, mm-hmm. <laughs> dare I say, as we mature and age, it shifts and changes. What I thought I wanted to do in my 20s yeah. was going to be an actor, right? I Like that shifted into directing, which is, then it, it's a constant evolution of change. It's this personal development of the self. How do you see the personal development in relationship to your writing? It's everything. It's everything. And I would dare say in my experience of my, the experience of my own and also the experience of having met hundreds of women through the networking group that I had built in Montreal. That was a 12 year venture. And I learned so much from them. And I, I know for sure that until we develop the parts of our personal stories and the parts of ourselves that we're wrestling with, the conditioning that we keep, you know, falling into the pattern of believing old stories until we figure that out, we can't have the businesses we say we want to have. And, you know, you call this the creative soulpreneur. Mm-hmm. Well, that's everything because there's so much meat in your title because We can't express ourselves in our businesses, I really strongly believe, until we resolve and have clarity about our own personal blocks and stuff that get in the way. It paves the path. I really believe that. I mean, I think you just did a commercial for this podcast. Thank you for that. (laughs) Because that is the intention of the podcast. The intention of the podcast is to help you remove the blocks. You are whole. You are whole. It's the things that we've been told about ourselves. It's the, it's the ish that has been pushed yeah. all over us. The more you can remove the, the ish, those blocks, the psychic knots, the, the gruntas mm. in, my, in my lineage, when you can dissolve those, you become an open channel, a vessel for the divine to flow through you. And therefore, that is the creative spark. That's creation coming through your work as an entrepreneur. Yes, exactly. And it, and it's true. And I think I've seen enough people prove that pathway to business success. Because, like, you know, creative soulpreneurs are usually people who come with this mindset. I am one of them. So I am not pointing the finger at anyone specifically. But we all fall into this trap where we think, well, you know, uh, I just want to serve. I just want to take care of everybody. You know, it doesn't matter if I make a living or not. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. You know, I always look at Deepak Chopra because he was one of my earlier teachers many, many years ago. And I look at him and I said, this guy's all about the spiritual life. And he's making a darn good living. (laughs) 
<laughs> so why are we so noble to think all we have to do is just keep giving it all away and not earning? There, there's some harmony and karmic movement in both. You know, I know from my experience that when I ask people to invest in themselves, they actually step up more. When they have to like put a commitment in there, it drives their purpose. Rather than if you give it to them for free, they don't value it as much. They just don't. People just don't. So you're actually almost robbing your client or customer of the experience that they need, but you're holding them back spiritually as well as in their professional career. Yes. And what we do by doing that, we're also making assumptions. Totally. We're, we're assuming things and making things up in our head that really, we don't know for sure if it's true or not. And I'll tell you something, Nick, I was so happy to pay for your course because I was so ready to invest in myself again. I was actually really looking, like what you're saying is so true because I had taken free stuff for three years before I, I invested in your course. And it just felt like, Finally, I'm going to commit myself to something outside of my work, outside of my home, outside of my leisure, my usual routine things. And I'm going to invest in myself to learn and and also to meet new people because there's something to be said about a group of people who are all vibrating at the same level. Oh, my God. That was powerful. Which is really a big part of the course, Real Stories, that it's a coaching program also. So there's this community of people that you're surrounding yourself with. But let me ask you a question about that. Why did you choose mine? There are thousands, thousands of courses out there that teach basically the same thing I do. But what was it that made you say, I got to take his course? Well, one, I was ready and primed, but it's going to be less about the why and more about the what. So I'm at a stage in my life and my career where I am not seeking anymore. I've done a lot of work uh, and I, I'm tired of doing work, frankly, unless something shows up and hits me over the head and says, Sherry, you need to look at this and this is calling to you and there's something to kind of fix in a way. So then I do that work. But in, in the case of your program, I happened to be scrolling Facebook and um, I saw your sponsored ad and you were doing some free webinars. Mm -hmm. And what jumped out to me was real stories that sell. So I'm in the storytelling business and I lack the sales part for myself. I do it really well with other people. I actually, you know, can really help people write books that are very marketable, but I don't do it well for myself. So that attracted me. But then I saw, oh, wait, Nick teaches meditation and yoga. Okay. Oh, that's my stuff because that's how I spend my day. I write and I'm, I spend a lot of time being mindful. And so I liked the energy. It was the energy behind your languaging and who you are that had me. And you saw, I signed up before I could sign up. I uh, yeah, you really it. did. You were in. You were one of those, like, it's, it's interesting because when people, yeah. there, there are people that, that are like instant and you were in one of those instant, I'm in, bam, first day. And then there are those that have to sort of take their time and figure it out. What I found interesting about you was that you knew. It was not a, well, maybe you just knew. How have you fine-tuned that intuition to know that? 
Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that question because I love to share this with people. It is such a journey to knowing and trusting the sensations in your body above and before the rat wheel that goes on in your mind. So I've learned, I can't say, I, I, I practice really taming my mind because I live very much neck up. So it's always a very conscious effort for me to drop down. So for example, we all scroll Facebook, we see sponsored ads every second thing that shows up is a sponsored ad. And I always whip right by it. Icky, 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 icky. I'm not looking, I'm not looking, I'm not looking. But with you, when you showed up, immediately something happened inside my body that said, I want to, I want to check this guy out. And I just trusted my instinct just kept leading me. There's a couple of interesting things about this. One is you are my ideal client. So that's part of it. You are my Shiro client. Like if I were to draw it, it would be you. I am not necessarily the teacher for somebody who's at the very beginning of their spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. Like that's not, I'm advanced is the wrong word in spiritual teaching, but what am I trying to say? Somebody who's done work, somebody who is, who, who has a baseline of understanding already. That's not to say that I haven't drawn some of those people in, but that's not where my ideal customer Mm -hmm. lies. And I targeted specifically Within Facebook, because you can, yeah, people of your age, of your demographic, of, you know, and I wrote to you. And I think that's so vital is the languaging, like you said, yeah. I know my customer. Yeah. I know how to speak to them because I listen, right? Yes, absolutely. So that leads me to this. How many times, and I did it for many, many years. How many times when someone says, so who is your ideal client? And we say everybody, everybody, right? And it's true. If you're in a wellness profession or if you're a naturopath, it's true. You can really help anybody at any age, dot, dot, dot. Um, me as a writer, uh, before I started writing books for other people, I was writing marketing content and website content and speeches like acceptance speeches and all of that. Well, Yeah, I could write for anybody, but my craft and my ability to serve, every time I niched down deeper and deeper to who that ideal person is, as you just described, you did with that sponsored ad, I I got better at my craft. I got clearer at who I was attracting. And guess what happened? They found me. Exactly who I want to work with is finding me, right? Yes, which I'm so happy about, which I am so beyond happy about, which leads me to the writing of the books. So what is the key to a good book or keys? Maybe there are keys, but what what are some things that make a book really good? Basically, all the same things that you taught me in the storytelling class. There are certain literary and creative elements that sometimes it really does pay to hire a professional to help you do that because you are not clear. We are, when we write for ourselves, we're very involved and we're very subjective and we forget that our story really actually is that dramatic. 
So we might tell it in a bit of a dry format and we might forget to talk about the rain that was pounding on the window or what have you. And so those literary and creative elements, which really just takes a little extra practice to get there, to do it for yourself, that's a key element that I think people, it's like when you read fiction stories and you're drawn into all the drama and the adventure and the mystery, Write your memoir with that in mind mm. or your self-help book with that in mind. Tell the story that led you to this incredible knowing that people are going to learn from you. That is so smart and so right on. I know when I was working on a book proposal and I sent my first proposal to my to my agent, her biggest note to me was, where are you? Oh, wow. Where are you in this? Wow. Because it was very much about the wisdom and about the tools and about the teaching. But it was like, I, I forgot that my vulnerability, my compassion, my heart, my stepping out and being brave and all the experience that I had that brought me to here was sort of missing from it. Yeah, we, and that's what we, we really tend to do that as people and writers. We, you know, listen, most of us grow up without having our voice. We're, we're told to be quiet, to go in the corner, to sit down, whatever it is, to not disagree with authority, so on and so forth. I'd say nine and a half out of 10 people grew up with that. So then when you become an adult, you kind of get used to not showing up completely as yourself. But when you're writing a book, when you're writing a story to help other people in some way, through your knowledge, your wisdom, your information, and and, and what you do for a living, yeah, you need to be there. Like Brene Brown, I mean, you used the word vulnerability. I mean, it is a little overused these days, but there's a reason why we're all using it. Yeah. People buy into your story as much as they buy into the product you wish to sell. Preach, preach, preach. Yes, completely. It's true. It's so true. We want to know people. I, I could buy shoes from anybody, but I might just decide to buy shoes from the person who knows my name, so to speak, or who told me, you know, about his daughter, uh, something happening. A, a personal story. There's that connection, immediate connection. Oh, absolutely. So let me ask you this. So let's say I came to you and I had an idea for my book, but I didn't quite know, like, how do you work with clients? How do you help them? What is it that you, that you do with them? I meet clients where they're at with their stories. And I only work with people who are ready to really allow me some creative liberty. I, I am very fortunate in that I get to have a say in that, or I'm not the right person to help that person write their book. Norm, okay, so there are three ways that I help. On one level, someone might come to me and say, I just want to start, and I don't know how or where to start. There's a strong coaching element in that, a strong accountability element element in that, and I help people start the process of writing their book, and they take it over with me in the background, pushing them with what they need to do and what they need to know. That's one way. Another way that I work with people is I actually write their books for them. I go straight from scratch. We talk a little, we have transcriptions, we meet, what have you, and I build the book for them with what they tell me they want it to be. And I spend a lot of time with them so that I can write using their tone and their voice and their content. 
the third way that I work with people, which I cannot lie, Nick, is my favorite kind of client and work to do, is when there is a really lousy first draft. And when I say lousy, because everyone comes to me and say, I wrote, they say, they say it themselves. I wrote a book, it sucks, but I really wanted to go somewhere. Can you help me? And so I work with that author to develop and structure their book, to organize it in a way that is engaging to read, to add those elements that they might be missing that we talked about earlier. And then no matter who my client is, if they want to publish, I lead them. I have some contacts and I lead them. So far, every client I've worked with does self-publish. I can lead them to, there's a thing called hybrid. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Um, I'm kind of liking that now. And I'm looking, a lot of my business clients are looking into the hybrid publishing and then publishing, which is what you're doing through an agent in a traditional pub house. That's good luck. It's a big challenge, but it's super, super exciting to publish that way. Yeah, it it is a, it's a definite process. Let me put it that way. If you decide that you're going to go the traditional route, it is definitely a huge and not simple process by any means. Exactly. So self-publishing is really easy. But one thing I do want to say to anyone who might be listening, who does have a book in their head and, and does want to get serious about it, there's another thing. We talked about self-pub, hybrid, and tra- traditional publishing. Then there's vanity publishers. And I just say be wary. Because vanity publishers are the ones who take a lot of money up front, who make a lot of promises, who might not give you full rights to your books. Not all of them are the same, but do your homework when you're looking to publish. And the second piece of advice that I would do is never go online. I feel so bad for people who do this because they almost always get trapped into something not good. Never go online and just say, hey, I'm looking for an editor. Have an idea of what kind of editing you think you need. At least some idea, because there are like four or five levels of editing. And if all you need is a proofread, someone's going to charge you a lot of money to do not a lot of work. Very technical stuff. So just be wary of that. That would be two pieces of advice I, I think is important to throw out there. I think those are great pieces of advice because... It is definitely a space because it's so unknown. There are so many pieces and factors to it. And as we were saying, there's so many different pathways you can go now. There's a lot of ways in which you can be taken advantage of or and or not taken care of. Yeah, that's it. And it could become a very expensive process. It could be, it could cost you nothing. There are so many people out there who are unbelievable at writing their books and getting them out there and marketing them. And I take my hat off to anyone who does that and does it well. And there's lots of them out there. But if you, like you said, there's so much unknown and there are so many vulnerable people because sometimes people just reach a point where it's like, okay, I have my whole business branding done, but I'm missing this piece, right? So it's like, let me just get it done. And you're not informed and people do take advantage. Yeah, and vulnerable in the sense too, because as we as we said, you, so many of us want to be of service. We want to get our word out there. We want to get what we have to, to offer out into the world. So 
being steadfast, being a smart business person, really stepping back and saying, okay, what is the best way forward for me and for those that I want to serve? Yeah. And research. It's so easy, right? Information is at our fingertips. So if you're not sure, just do a little research and see again, when Nick and I talk so often about like what you feel inside using your intuition and your gut, get in touch with that and, and it will lead you to the right place or person or way to publish. Without a doubt. So you've made a living doing this which is really, truly phenomenal. Congratulations. And you work with the same types of clients that I do, which Mm -hmm. I really, really love. What do you see is a common thread between all of your clients? It, It almost makes me cry, both tears of kind of sadness and compassion, but great tears of joy because I tend to meet people at that gorgeous place where they figured out all, a lot of stuff that just wasn't right, that didn't feel good, that happened to them. And now they're starting to see, wait a minute, all that stuff happened for me. I need to share this. I need to talk about this because we all have a lot of pain. We all have a lot of difficulties to go through, whatever they are the pathway out of that is through all the personal work where you just know, wait a minute, it happened for a reason. I mean, you know, you often hear cancer victims say, I would never choose cancer, but my whole life is different because of it. And I I never would have this fantastic life if not for that experience. And that's the kind of people I meet, not necessarily cancer patients, uh, but people at that gorgeous crux in their life where they're just about ready to fly free and victorious and whole in their lives. And it is such an honor for me to to be doing what I do. And it's so similar, as you know, to to where I meet a lot of people as well. So let's say there's somebody out there that's listening and they're thinking, I know I have that idea. I know I have that idea. I just don't know what to do to take the first step. What do you say to somebody who's like on that edge of maybe I could write this? Well, there's two things. The first thing I would say is just start a practice of writing. I mean, Nick, you taught about flow pages. I mean, just get over yourself. Be quiet already. Sit down and forget about all that noise and just sit down and write something. I would literally say that. Go to Nick for the flow pages. Go to Julia Cameron for that. Doesn't matter what crap comes out of you. You, It's like opening a faucet. Once you start and you dedicate yourself to it, it's just, it's opening a faucet. And eventually all that yellow little drips of water just flow clear and gorgeous. So that's the first thing I would say. The other thing I would say is really and truly, if I may, I would invite you to just tell me about your big book idea. I don't mind spending 20 minutes, half an hour with anybody. You know, it helps sometimes to say it out loud. A lot of us don't even want to tell our friends or family that we want to write a book, right? It's like, oh my God, who are you to write a book? And then we believe it. Because we get into that imposter thing too, right? Like, I, uh, who am I to, to write this book? Who am I to, 
to share with the world, whether or not even anybody else says that to us or not, we, we get those feelings that bubble up inside of us. Absolutely. And we get those looks in people's faces. If you're an energetic, if you're in touch with your energy and you can read or feel other people's energy, just tell someone who doesn't expect it from you that you want to write a book and you'll be sure never to do it again. So like talk to <laughs> your people, go to your people, find your tribe. Yeah, and, and that goes back to the idea of community, right? Yeah. Of surrounding yourself with people that are going to support you in that journey, yes. that that are going to cheer you on, that are going to be those cheerleaders behind you that are saying, yes, write that book, do it. You've got so much to share because ultimately we all do. It's Maya Angelou who said something about don't keep those, like you have to unbury your stories. And I really know that a lot of the healing work that I had to do in my life, I can attribute a lot of that work to many different modalities. I asked for a lot of help, but when I was sitting alone with myself, either I was going mindless or I was going mindful or I was writing. Yeah. Really, you know, it's not a, there's a reason why they say writing is a therapeutic process. It's cathartic because it really is. So if you're not afraid to get in touch with whatever it is you want to put out in the world, do it through pen and paper or even on your laptop. I wrote 15 years before I wrote anything professionally. 15 wow. years of writing of what I call flow pages that, yes, Julia Cameron, yes, the artist way, the morning pages. But for me, it wasn't necessarily in the morning and it was just when the flow felt. Mm-hmm. So that's why I call them flow pages. Mm-hmm. But 15 years of it before I decided, before I tried to sell it in any shape or form. And it wasn't about that for me. It wasn't about the sell. It truly was about the therapeutic aspect of it for me, of the written meditation of getting the gunk out so that I could become clearer. And what it did was it shifted my artist and my business hat it helped it grow in such beautiful ways that I didn't even expect. That's the key. You don't even expect, you can't predict. You have no idea because like I talked about the faucet, once it starts to flow and you allow it, you don't, you know, let that crazy mind get in the way of it. You have no idea what's going to come out of you. It's pretty magical. I want to just go back to one thing that I recall when I was uh, doing one of my stories with you and uh, my kind of my tagline, like who I help. And I was talking to writers and I don't know if you remember, you asked me, but wait a minute, does your ideal client even identify as a writer? And that was a really good question because I know that they don't and you caught me there, which was really good. But I want to say to people that if you've written anything at all, even if it's a greeting card from your heart space that made someone feel something, you're a writer, period. Yes. Yes and more yes. Yeah. I don't want anyone to ever, like, I I can't stand it when people present me 10,000 words of writing and say, but I'm not a writer. You don't have to be published to be a writer. And that question that for you at that time was about, you know, attracting the, the customer mm, right. and they didn't quite identify. And so we want to make sure that we, we speak in the language that they speak. 
So that what is actually happening for you is that same idea of how I attracted you is because I was speaking your language. Exactly. So we want to make sure we're speaking the language of our, our potential customer. But I 100% agree with you. Everyone's a writer, whether they identify or exactly. not. If you've ever written anything that's ever affected anyway, anybody in any way. Exactly. And, uh, but, but I do thank you for that because when I spoke to writers, I actually probably had at least 75% of the population just not look at me. Like if I had a hundred people listening to me say I'm talking to writers here, I lost 75% of them. Totally. Totally. Thank you for that, Nugget. <laughs> you are so, so welcome. You are very, very welcome. Thank you for being a part of uh, the last course because you were your voice in there was, you were you were a leader in there. And I appreciate you for that, for um, being a great support because of your ability to share story, because of your compassion, because of your sense of community. You were a true leader in the group. So I appreciate that. I will counter that with uh, when our um, coaching was over and I was talking to my family and I said, I, you know, sometimes I feel like I, you know, I, I was talking a lot in the group that I, I had so much I couldn't contain that I wanted to say. And the one thing I took away was your graciousness for allowing me to contribute in those ways. Cause you really did allow me every time you saw me go, and I just opened my mouth wide for everyone. It's like, I'm about to speak. He saw that and he allowed me that. So I, I really appreciate that. Well, similar. I like to meet people where they are, right? Mm-hmm. Where are you on your journey here? And what is it that would best, would be most beneficial to you? And from what I saw was that you being able to speak your knowledge and your truth was part of your journey into your own ability to sell. Right on. Really, you were really tapped in. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. So that coaching with you was just what I needed and just what I wanted. It was more what I wanted, I think, in in, in so many ways. It really filled me up. And I walked away with a few really good, important nuggets and one other thing I will say is I keep thinking about doing another Facebook Live, but I haven't yet. So we were challenged to do Facebook Lives, and we thought we were getting one. And then he goes, and here's another. And there were incentives attached to it. And here's a third. And incentives <laughs> attached to it. And I'm like, I'm not going to not take a challenge. I bought this course. I'm in it, right? I'm in it. And there you go, right back to the idea of of the money, because you were like, oh, I paid for this. Oh, I'm in this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to commit. And I didn't miss one class. I know you didn't. Well done. That was because <laughs> I, love, I love the group thing, too. But anyway, so, yeah, thank you. So in terms of writing a book, uh, oh, my God, there's just so much to know. But the most important singular thing a person needs to know is that they just have to start. If if a book is something they say they want, you just start. And I think they can start by coming to you. So where can they find you? 
I really have fun on Facebook and I really like people finding me there. Honestly, if you message me on Facebook or if you go to my Shari Reinhardt personal page, I really love engaging there. And of course, through my website, which is www.sharireinhardt.com. And we'll make sure to put that in the show notes so everyone can click right on it. If you're even considering writing a book, connect with Sherry, go and have a coaching. And I know that she can help you at whatever level that you're at currently. She's great at meeting people exactly where they are with her huge heart and her compassion and her beautiful talent. So Sherry, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Well, I really love and appreciate you and all that you do for the creative space and people. So I thank you for having me. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to go find her on Facebook, because that's clear that's where she hangs out. Go to Facebook and give her the takeaway that you got from today. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast and write us a review. Apple loves it when you do, and it'll help us spread the word to more creative soulpreneurs. See you next time. Thank you.